The SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PickWise. PickWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PickWise.com to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Over 30K up for grabs over the season. Go to OddsCrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. SGPN is giving you a chance to win $100,000 NFL Week 1 exclusively on the SGPN app. The preseason is finally over and it is time to play some actual legitimate football here in a couple of weeks and we are so geared up and ready to go here at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Podcast. Uh, so excited for the season. Of course, this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rod Gomez. Find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. I am joined today by SGPN's own Terrell Furman. Welcome back to the show, Terrell. You are a regular at this point. Hey, yeah, I guess so. Something like that. But, you know, it's good to be back. Good to have you back and it's, um, and you back here with me. So don't leave me here by myself again. I don't I don't think that anybody liked it. So it's just taxing this. No, nah, no, nah, man. In fact, I got letters saying, Matt, you probably should go ahead and step away a few more times because Terrell holds down the fort uh, a hell of a lot better than he gives himself credit for. So, yes, man, thanks for keeping the seat warm. But more than that, just being an awesome host that you are, uh, I, I have a feeling you're going to need to step in a few more times over the course of the season so keep uh keep yourself ready to go because uh yeah yeah this is a long season yeah let's do it let's do it uh all right we're stepping away from the normal format this week because we listen we have talked so much and so intently about drafting and we've talked about uh so much going into this into the regular season you guys may have already had your drafts uh but you might now be looking for an alternative to you you had the draft already right and you you've come down from that draft adrenaline rush but now you're looking for that next that next thing and we're going to introduce you to something that i think uh not a lot of people know about one and two certainly not a lot of people play and sgpn just had a guillotine league draft uh and and now it is a league that exists but if you want to start one of these leagues yourself, uh, find 17 of your buddies, get together, and <laughs> have yourself a good old time. But uh, Terrell, you just participated in the SGPN's Guillotine League draft, so we're going to pick your brain. We're going to try to figure out what the heck a Guillotine League is first, and then second of all, why they should play. And then we're going to go through a little bit of, and we're not going to go round by round, but at least your team, uh, Adam participated in this, uh, a bunch of our SGPN favorites, uh, both in the chats and our, our uh, analysts are in it. So first and foremost, Terrell, what exactly is a guillotine league and, and what's the appeal? Why, why should people want to even know what it is in the first place? All right, so the guillotine league is a different type of fantasy. It um it kind of merges like 
your best ball formats in a case with, you know, regular standard fantasy formats. So you do draft a team, you you feel the lineup regular as usual, but however, you do not have head-to-head matchups in a guillotine league. So uh, normally they're 18 teams, and what happens is that each week the lowest scoring team gets cut from the league, like, like a guillotine, just head chopped off and gone, and they're cut from the league. And so when they get cut, all of their players go to the waiver wire, to the free agent pool. They're all available. And, you know, you have free agent dollars that you can go and use and bid up and add potentially a Christian McCaffrey or a Saquon Barkley or somebody like that if their team didn't hold up. So um, all those players get added to the waiver wire. And then on that waiver, it's just like, all right, who won the bidding war and who's going to walk away with their team looking a lot different than it did the week before. And you just do that over the course of the whole season until you get to the last couple of weeks where it just becomes like a last man standing. And whoever of the finals has the final, the most amount of points that last man standing wins. So it's a, it's a very interesting league. I would definitely look into it if you're just interested in doing something different like fantasy can be just so when you're in as many leagues as i am because i'm in a lot of leagues like a lot of leagues so you just look for something else to get you going something else to get the adrenaline going and this is one of the one of the formats that i'm actually very very interested in and it's is very very it's so fun it's very entertaining and how we did it going through the draft was just great because we merged myself into a world that I've never been in. So uh, the owner of the league is big into golf. He's the host of the Golf Gambling Podcast. And so he went and he said, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sign everybody a random golfer. And wherever that golfer finishes um, in the first round of the FedEx Cup is where you're going to draft. And so I just got lucky. I had Justin Thomas and Justin Thomas finished um seconds so i had the second overall pick and but i was watching golf and watching golf stats like come on justin thomas what are you doing like uh, get it together oh my gosh and it's just an emotional roller coaster i never knew i could be that fun in the golf that much in the golf so i just uh advise everybody just to look at different ways you can assign draft picks and attack your draft and just make it fun that's what fantasy is it's fun you know it reminds me of that episode of the league where the guys uh attached the the number the draft picks to the kids that were racing uh and and they were at a birthday party and they said well this is how we're going to do it and they were drawing from a hat and and they said oh i've got the first pick and they're like nope that kid over there has got number one on his chest. If he wins, you get the first pick and he's got number two. So they're yelling at the kids to run faster because their draft picks depended on the kids. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the things too. We, we talk a lot about the, the players in the draft and we talk a lot about uh, rankings and like just the nuts and bolts of the draft. But here's the thing. If you haven't drafted yet and if you waited to the last uh, preseason game and this weekend, you're actually going to draft. Think of things to make your draft a little more fun. You're right. You know, uh, maybe a NASCAR race, uh, assign drivers in a NASCAR race and get them interested in something that they may not have necessarily been interested in before. Um, there's plenty of, there's spike ball, there's cornhole, there's, you know, so many things that you can attach these, these draft picks to. Uh, and then of course, draft boards. Um, if, if you're looking to spice up your, your home league and, you know, maybe it's getting a little stale, uh, buy a belt. You know, buy a trophy, do, do something, yep. something like that. 
Uh, or again, transfer it to leagues like this, start up a guillotine league, which uh, is a little bit different than Survivor, correct? It's a little bit uh, because the players go back in the pool. That's that's incredible. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, so the, the players are back into the game. Like you can, you know, you can spend. So we have a $1,000 fab budget and you can spend all of your money. Like if somebody drops Christian McCaffrey because they lost, like you can spend all of your money for that. But it's also very strategic because, again, you only have $1,000 and there's a whole bunch of more of the season. And as players get added and, and dropped, um, teams are going to keep losing. And so if you can keep in there, if you have a really good team to start, uh, you can save up your money in a sort and just try to be that one of those last few teams standing and catch everybody when their fab is down. Hey, imagine being the team that loses with Christian McCaffrey in their lineup that week. That yep. has got to hurt. That's yeah, gotta and hurt. It's, it's crazy because so I attack when I was going to the draft, I didn't really know how to attack it at first. I hadn't really done anything like this um, too many times before. And so I ultimately just kind of came on the mindset of, okay, I'm trying to get to the next week. Like, you know, I'm in survivor mode and I am trying to, I want to win, but I also have to understand that I need to make it to the next week. And so as I was drafting, I'm like, all right, who are people that I just think are going to rock out for me week one? Who are some people that I have to get just so nobody else gets them? Cause I don't want to have to bid up and bid. I'll try to outbid somebody for a player that I really want going on the rest of the season. And so I start, I started to take the mindset of, okay, and I might have reached for, you know, a quarterback a little bit earlier than I wanted to just to make sure I had that secured for week one and where it was going. Well, we'll definitely go over your team uh, in a little bit. But also that brings up an interesting point because there's 18 teams in a, a guillotine league, Absolutely. right? And so you have pick one. You are waiting a long time to oh make another pick. Oh, my Yeah. When I say that I... I kicked my feet up. I kicked <laughs> on Titans. I was watching Titans and just like, I, I didn't, I couldn't do anything. I had to wait like 30 plus picks for my next pick at two. And I was just like, Oh, the only thing worse than this is being number one. <laughs> and it's, it's a different format because you can't play the ADP game like that. You cannot play the ADP game because nine times out of 10, they're not coming back to you. You have to reach for players that you want and you're probably going to have to reach a whole round in value like a whole round in value for a player that you want because you know in a regular league you're, there's probably two rounds going by before you're picking again yeah and that's the thing too because you're looking at a normal 12 team standard kind of league i know that uh our, our producer adam our our guru fantasy administrator likes 16 teams but most people play 12 uh because that's all they all the friends they have uh, -huh. uh so you know that's the thing like and you you're almost a full half a round uh and, and then you like you said a full round as it comes back to you in, in where they're picking so uh, again, if you're looking for the challenge, if you're looking for something to step yourself out of the normal redraft uh, mode, this is definitely one of those things that will, will step you out of your comfort zone. And there's plenty of places to find guillotine leagues, um, right? I believe Sleeper might have started them. Where did you guys host yours on? So it's actually a website. It's called guillotineleagues.com. There you go. Very original, very original, very easy to find. So guillotineleagues.com, that's where... Uh, we did our draft. Yeah. And then I know that uh, my fantasy uh, leagues has them as well. So uh, they're out there for you to find. And if I'm sure there's, 
plenty of public ones to join. I know ours was already gone. And and heck, I don't know. Maybe we could get roped into starting one here before the season starts uh, if any listeners want to partake in it. So um, let's talk about some of these names on your roster first because yours looked pretty solid. I was looking up and down people's rosters, and, and I love your construction uh, because I do love what you said. I, I saw it. When you explained to me what you were thinking of, it all made sense right here in this, especially with the second pick in the draft. So um, you went Russell Wilson at quarterback, Alvin Kamara, uh, Trey Sermon as your two running backs, Robinson, Allen Robinson, Julio Jones as your two wide receivers, uh, Johnny Smith as your tight end, David Johnson as your flex, and Gabriel Davis uh, also as your flex. That is your starting Lineup, but you've also got on the bench Darling Shepard, Sammy Watkins, Evan Ingram, Tevin Coleman, uh, Dimey Brown, and Dwayne uh, Eskridge. So that is a pretty solid looking roster up and down. Um, yeah, for an 18 team league, absolutely. Yeah. I, was, I was very proud of myself for 18 teams. I think I got a lot of value on some guys in there. Well, what surprised you? That's what I want to start with. Camara was your first pick. That's no do- uh, That's that's no no doubt. But uh, what surprised you in in your team and being able to to field what you have? Um, yeah, Alvin Kamara wasn't really hard. I think it was a shock to most people. I think people think Dalvin Cook is the number two and that's like, you know, locked and loaded number two pick. And this was just one of the, I never get this high pick. I never do. And I kind of wanted to be a little contrarian. And I just thought about, um, that time that Michael Thomas was out all last season, just how Alvin Kamara looked like he looked amazing. He was getting, he was scoring touchdowns. He was doing it all. And I just thought, looked at that Saints roster again. I'm like, there's no way I don't take this guy at two. Like, I, I, there's no way. And I had a long time to think about it. I was, there's no way I don't take him at two. But um, one of the things that kind of uh, got me was when I was coming back around to the to my pick again, and I just looked at like all the running backs and everybody that went. You know, the second round comes around and J.K. Dobbins goes suck, six sucks for him, really yeah. does. Uh, Chris Carson, Clyde Edwards, Lair, David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift. Um, and I just kind of thought I, these are I really don't like the choices here, really don't like the choices here. And Allen Robinson is a guy that I always somehow look at in the second round. And I'm just like, there's no way I don't take this guy. He's a perennial top 10 receiver at all times and he could potentially have Justin Fields so um I was a little bit nervous going into it with Allen Robinson just because of his week one matchup he gets Jalen Ramsey and the Los Angeles Rams and we're pretty sure that Andy Dalton is playing that game but I just kind of chopped it up to that he would be getting majority of the work he'd be getting the target share he's you put up a couple good fantasy finishes on Jalen Ramsey before a lot of them haven't been that well but some of them have. So I just thought, you know, he's going to get the target share. He's going to get the opportunity. He'll probably try to run away from him in the slot. Jalen Ramsey is way worse in the slot than he is on the outside. So I think I thought that that'd be a good pick. And then Julio Jones was there. And Julio Jones, I don't understand what the fantasy community has against him right now. Like, I understand he's burned us with injury. I understand that. Okay, boom. Injuries are not linear. So I'm just going to give him a clean bill of health and he's good. You know, he'll get me one game at least. That's because that's all I'm looking for here. I just want to make it to the next round. I'll spend up some money and I'll start to build my team from there. But if you just look at this Tennessee team, 
and who they were last year. It went through AJ Brown and it went through John o. Smith. Well, John o. Smith is now gone. So somebody else is going to get those targets. So I just kind of think of teams like think of the good teams who run everything through two, two options and two options only. The most notable being the Kansas City Chiefs. Nobody talks about the third or fourth, fifth receiving option on the Chiefs is literally just Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. That is it. And even though the Chiefs have much more volume than the Titans, it's still just those two as the options and those two are relevant. So I was like, Julio Jones is a no-brainer against this Arizona Cardinals defense who should be loop cheese. They shouldn't. They have nobody in the secondary. Malcolm Butler is contemplating retirement. Like we talk about Joe Judge and retiring all the Giants. Malcolm Butler is, is contemplating retirement. Julio Jones should have a day. Like they should feast. The Titans should win that game. And there should be a lot of points scored. And that's so that was your meant to see the mentality of, of I'm, I'm looking for the week one winners because uh, you took Julio over guys like Robert Woods, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, yep. even Cooper Cup. Right. And these guys are all uh, arguably ranked higher than season, Julio. season long. Yes, yeah, season, season long. I like them a lot more mm-hmm. season long. And if I was doing a regular league, I probably would have took a DJ Moore for the upside or I might have would have took a Robert Woods, maybe. But for week one and just what I was thinking there, I'm like, Julio should ball. There's no, They can't really double him. They're not going to have the opportunity to double him or they're going to have A.J. Brown on the other side. So the Cardinals are going to have to get very creative with how they attack it. And I think Julio should have a very big week. Um, especially his first week as a Titan. And then that's going to be what propels me. Yeah. And see, again, that's, that's one of those situations where you're thinking uh, guillotine league, not season long league. And these are the challenges that you have when you start thinking about these. And, and I'm sure your, your approach being a beginner uh, really may have been different from a lot of the other folks that were out there because you look at some of these other roster constructions and I'm going to, I'm going to pick on Adam cause he's not here to pick on uh pick back, but he's going to listen and he's going to, you know, so Adam has <laughs> Josh Allen at quarterback Eckler and he's Josh Jacobs. He, well, yeah, you can tell from this one too. Uh, uh, so again, he's got Josh Allen at quarterback, uh, which I'm sure he was stoked that he was able to get Josh Allen. Uh, what did he pick? Uh, two fifteen. Yeah, the second round. He got yeah. so he got Josh Allen in the second round. He did thirty third overall. He wanted to make sure he locked up Josh Allen. Uh, Austin Eckler was his first pick of the draft. He got Josh Jacobs with his third pick. Uh, then he got Claypool, Odell, and Gerald Everett. Uh, Michael Pittman was his sixth pick. Actually, Devin Singletary was his flex on his bench. He's got Rondale Moore. Uh, Van Jefferson, John Brown, Joshua Kelly, Donald Parham. Yes, my friend. Uh, and then Keelan Cole. So, um, again, you I know think this guy. Oh, that's yeah, guy. it is. He's he's been. Yeah, he picked him with the what? 14th pick in the draft. Yeah, that so. was his last pick. That was his very last pick. I'm surprised. I, I think he was surprised that he was still sitting there uh, knowing that everybody knows he loves Keelan Cole. So uh, takeaways from that roster. I, I, I think that, of course, this is a pretty decent roster. I, I like it for week one, too. Uh, I kind of like it going forward obviously josh allen a gigantic get uh eckler is gonna be in there i like josh jacobs i'm sorry everybody hates him but i like josh jacobs <laughs> i think Kenyon drake's not gonna necessarily diminish uh the potential of josh jacobs to be don't the get guy. me started on my josh jacobs soapbox oh, i want to hear it let's go josh jacobs ready set hit so i just don't understand that this is a guy who at his floor in a hurt season where he cheated me out of a fantasy championship because he didn't want to score 
to try to save, try to do some funny stuff to win the game. And then they ended up losing the game anyway. Um, this is a guy that's finished at the, as the RB8. And Kenyon Drake is going to come in and change that. Like Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake from the Arizona Cardinals who essentially lost the job to Chase Edmonds. Um, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that workload. We already know Josh Jacobs doesn't catch that much of the uh, passing game. That's where they're bringing Kenyon Drake in for. And he's going to take the um, opportunity that, you know, others and that have been through that offense, the Devontae Bookers, the Jalen Richard, um, Richards. Uh, I don't believe it. I don't believe Kenyon Drake is going to come in here. We know John Gruden. John Gruden said that this guy is a baller. He's a bruiser. He wants him to be one of the number one backs in fantasy. And you, when people talk about fantasy football in real life, you got to believe them because they know. Like they know what that means. And they're like, yes, I want him to be one of the number one backs in the league. So, no, I'm not believing the Josh Jacobs hype. And that honestly just wasn't my strategy for the draft. And then I was looking at his week one matchup against the Baltimore Ravens, which is a kind of stingy defense. So I wasn't necessarily into him, but we were really too hard on Josh Jacobs as a community. And it's just because we I burned a couple of times. Nobody should be even mad, more mad at Josh Jacobs than me. He cost me over a thousand dollars in one play by not scoring that touchdown. Literally by not scoring that touchdown. I had a 44 to one parlay. Didn't cash because he didn't want to score the touchdown. I had him in my fantasy league last year, and it was the championship game. He didn't score the touchdown. If he did, that would have added six points to my score, and I would have won the league. So nobody's more pissed off at Josh Jacobs than me, but he's still a bruiser. He's still a dog. Yeah, and again, I think uh, you have the possibility, and and I know even with Devin Singletary down there as his flex, him and Zach Moss, I mean, Singletary... I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like he does have the possibility of maybe claiming a wide receiver. One, I mean, I'm sorry, wide receiver, a running back one uh, role. I, I love Zach Moss, but Devin Singletary's good. Like I, I, you know, Adam wants me to back it up with stats all the time, but Devin Singletary's just good. I don't need to back it up with stats. He really is just good. And, and sometimes you don't need stats. Like sometimes like this is, and it really depends on, you know, what kind of football, like, watcher are you sometimes you can just look and look at the tape look at the talent and know that there's talent in the player even though it hasn't matriculized whether it's for the system or whether it's because they're injured or anything like that there was a point in time where Devin Singletary was leading the league in explosive plays because he was just that kind of running back and then he had a hamstring injury that set him back and it doesn't look like he's ever really fully recovered after that even in a whole nother season but um yeah, he's definitely one of the guys. He's the pass catching running back up there, so he's going to get the third down work, and he could steal into that first and second down. So I think Devin Singletary definitely could be somebody. We it's the feeling is that one of those two is going to emerge out the backfield, and I would hang my hat on Devin Singletary rather than Zach Moss. Yeah, I just again I know Zach Moss is is the sexier name in there, but I I really do believe that Devin Singletary has I I, I don't know the more raw talent from the eye test. Right. I mean, this is the thing you talk about eye tests and eye tests. They they're there for a reason. Like you can look at up and down at all of the numbers, but sometimes numbers aren't necessarily what gets you, uh, right. you know, and especially most fans that just are, are, are or most fantasy football players that love to just watch the game. I mean, I think Singletary is the more fun to watch. He had what? 687 yards last season. Not bad in a split backfield. No, it's not. It's not at all. I think he's definitely somebody to um, 
watch going forward and just see what they can do. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to sit here and talk Devin Singletary up like I'm taking him early on in drafts, but no, he's no. definitely a guy to take a flyer on and can definitely have flex appeal very early in the season. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, I, one thing I think uh, the Gerald Everett pick for tight end might have been because of necessity. I mean, he was digging around in the eighth round for a tight end and there's not necessarily all that many. Uh, I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't. You like so Gerald Everett? I was looking. I would have took if he he took him and he actually nabbed Gerald Everett for me because I was looking to go tight end at that spot. I ended up going Jonathan Smith, but uh, Pete Carroll was asked like, you know, who is a sleeper? Like, who's somebody that's a sleeper on your team? He said, "Is Gerald Everett?" So Gerald Everett is a guy that they they targeted. They went out and sought him out and brought him over from the Los Angeles Rams, and now they have the Rams' former passing game coordinator as one of their OCs, and he's going to get the looks. He knows the system. The, co- the coach knows him. Like He knows how he works. He knows the system that they're going into, and this team likes to throw to the tight end. Russell Wilson likes to spread the ball around. He likes to get the ball to the tight end. Now, it didn't matriculate in how we thought it would with Greg Olson the season before, but this is an offense that still likes to get the ball to the tight end. And so Gerald Everett being the athlete, just the freak of nature that he is, I think he could be really, really good for fantasy. And if we just keep talking about the early matchups that they have going up against the Colts, it's going to be a tough defense. And where somebody could attack them, you can attack them at the tight end position and try to get a mismatch with a couple of those linebackers. So it'll definitely be interesting. Jared Everett is somebody that I love for season long fantasy. And if I'm punting on the tight end position, I love taking a flyer on him. Sounds good. All right. So let's wrap up the guillotine uh, talk because we're going to take a break. When we come back, there's a lot of stuff that happened (laughs) over this weekend. And we're going to just touch on a few of those. Uh, I know Terrell's always ready to talk some news. So when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the bigger news, especially some of that stuff that dropped today. I mean, literally, as we taped this, there was a lot of stuff that dropped today. So uh, when we step back in, we're going to have some news and some uh, a live edition of Rod's Risers for you. So uh, we'll be back right after this. I'm pretty sure I don't have to ask this question anymore because I know the answer. So guess what? You are ready to win and boost your odds because WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing you the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. You can get in on all your favorite teams, all your favorite players, your sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much much more great promos odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sports we have what you need to win are you ready to play I know you are. Sign up today. Receive a special offer. It is a risk-free $500 sports bet. Download BetWin. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Of course, we're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season literally about to kick off. We are so close. And PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't even need to win. How many times can you hear that? Doesn't even need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, 
Trey Lance opened 300 to one to win the MVP this year and has already been bet down to 75 to one. A couple of preseason games will go a long way to that, right? That means that if you bet $100 on Trey Lance back in May, you could sell that ticket on PropSwap today for $400. That's a 300% return before the season even starts. You can make 300 bucks before the season even kicks off. So look, think of PropSwap like the stock market, but for sports betting. You buy low, you sell high. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 per month just listing and selling tickets. And of course, when making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. PickWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks, props, and parlays helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction for every game, every day, and every sport, all for free. Visit PickWise.com to make your next pick better. PickWise backs responsible gambling. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are a just avid. I know you are an avid prop picker. Well, guess what? You can turn those picks into real cash with prize picks. It is my favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast and it's easy and it all starts with prize picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide if they will go over or under their stat projections. The more you pick, the more you can win up to 10 times your money. Prize picks is the only way I play. And in fact, I'm looking right now at three picks that I'm loving for week one of the NFL season. Christian McCaffrey, over 80.5 rushing yards. That is a simple, simple over. I'm telling you right now, he's going to crush it. He is going to come out of the gate and kill week one. He's ready to go. Uh, The next one I'm looking at, Dalvin Cook, over 94.5 rushing yards. I love Dalvin Cook. Again, he's going to be amped up, ready to get out of the gate quick, and over 94. He's going to get 100 yards. That's an easy, easy over for me. And then, of course, my man, Derek Henry the King, over 99.5 rushing yards. How can you bet against this guy going under 100 yards? I I can't. So definitely a 100-yard game for Derrick Henry, maybe even 200. That's what I'm looking at. So, uh, of course, always, as always, use our promo code SGP. You're going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's right. You didn't hear that wrong. It's 100% instant deposit match up to $100. We'll match it up to 100 bucks. That's how good we are here at the SGP. That's prize picks promo code SGP. The summer of soccer continues on Paramount Plus. Stream over 2,000 soccer matches a year from around the world. That's all the heart-pounding drama from CBS Sports, including UEFA Champions League, Europa League, Italian Serie A, Argentina's Primera División, the Brasilia AO, NWSL, the Asian Football Confederation, and the CONCACAF qualifiers, featuring the stars from the U.S. and Mexicans men's national teams, plus much more. It's the best of the beautiful game with all the beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino, and Pulsic. Be a part of the excitement as champions are crowned and history is made. The world's game lives here on Paramount+. Plus. Visit Paramount+, Plus to start your free trial and stream every match live. Listen, if you haven't downloaded the Odds Crowd app yet, you are totally missing out. There's over $30,000 in cash prizes up for grabs across both season-long 
and weekly contests on the NFL and college football. Me and the boys here at the SGPN are all taking part so you can try to claim bragging rights over us too, although it's probably not that hard with me, but still, it's fun to do it. Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you track your bets against real odds and lines, much like you would with any pick tracking app. The most profitable players, though, rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, you win. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app for sports bettors. It's free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and a ton more. So download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com right now to play. As always, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and our podcasts. Don't forget, toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. We're back. And of course, Preseason can't wrap up without its fair share of drama. And we, man, roster cuts always bring with it a just flurry of craziness with it. Today was that day. Man, none bigger, I suppose, no news bigger today than the release of one Cam Newton in New England. It is Mac Jones season, yeah, S-Z-N, Terrell. One, does this surprise you? And two... I mean, fantasy-wise, to those folks that hung on to Cam Newton, what do you tell them at this point? Um, Well, first thing, just to kind of talk about cut season and all of that, uh, I just want to kind of remind, you know, casual fantasy players, people that don't really know. So I know a lot of these people in the league, like a lot of these people that were fighting for roster spots, and that kind of changes and uproots their entire life when they get cut. So my heart just goes out to everybody who, you know, is not on the team anymore. You know, you still have the talent. I, I, truly, you're one of the best players in this game because you made it to that level at all. And so uh, special shouts out to my guy, Mac McCain third from North Carolina A&T. And, you know, he's he's signed into a practice squad. I know big things going to come from him. But uh, on to, you know, the question, the topic, Cam Newton, I, I was shocked. I'm not going to lie. I was extremely shocked and I was shocked because Cam Newton got cut and Jarrett Stenham is still on the roster. So that told me everything I need to know about what this, the Patriots really wanted to do. Um, they just don't want to run Cam's system. They don't want to appease to Cam as a quarterback because there's no way that you could sit here and tell me that Cam Newton is worse than Jarrett Stidham. Uh, he is, he's, is not. And so um, it's just not what they wanted to do. It wasn't the fit. And, you know, people talk about other things like fascination status and all the other stuff. I don't really want to get into all of that, but just it wasn't the right fit. And Mac Jones is the fit. Mac Jones is what Josh McDaniel, McDaniels does at quarterback. And this is where they want to take this team. And he looks the part. Like, he does look the part. I think he'll be good. Do I think it transfers over to fantasy success? Not necessarily. Not high enough on him on that, but... I think there's people around him that get a tick up, like Damian Harris gets a really big tick up from me. I think he shot up my personal rankings. Uh, Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, like it's a lot of people that moved up because of this move. Well, and that's it, the the pass catchers, right? I mean, every pass catcher in this entire roster now gets a huge, well, I mean, not huge, but a big enough bump to where maybe you should start considering putting them on the back end 
of your of your benches because Absolutely. this is these are flyer territories now, right? Kendrick Bourne, right? All these guys that that maybe you were ignoring because Cam Newton obviously is not going to be the one to pass them the ball. Uh, now now that's changed. I mean, now to me, uh, when you start talking about Cam Newton, you're right. This was this never seemed like it was a fit. Not not from the very beginning. When they announced the signing of of uh, Cam Newton in the first place, it was like, what? Like this? Is, you go from Tom Brady, right? The the overall guy that everybody is claiming will be the best ever and is the best ever, um, and to Cam Newton, who is not at all a Tom Brady type quarterback, right? He's not the pocket passer. He's not the the guy, the statuesque. Uh, picture of a quarterback, I guess, for the Patriots. And, and so, but Cam Newton brought his own skill set and they just never seemed like they wanted to make that work in that system. And and you're right. I mean, for me, I kind of saw the writing on the wall anyways from the second they signed him. Uh, now, that's not to say that there's not other needy places that Cam Newton can go. Houston. I was, but I was about to say, you replace a Deshaun Watson with a Cam Newton. It's a, it's a much Washington. Yeah. Washington, Washington for sure. Now there's an interesting uh, uh, place because obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick is not the solution for the future. So can Cam Newton be a solution in Washington? That that's interesting. I, I I really, I don't know if I thought too much about it. Just think about who Ryan Fitzpatrick is, and you know he's a very tough guy. But one wrong move, and he's down. And are you are you going to throw your hands in Taylor Heineke, or are you going to throw your hands in Cam Newton? And essentially, they kind of play football a little bit the same, except Cam Newton's a lot better. So I went. Washington is very interesting to me, and it's a lot of people that could use just Dev and as their, their second quarterback and would really appreciate a Cam Newton. So I don't think he'll be without a job for long. No. And think about what Robert Griffin, like the third, remember everybody was jockeying for him as a backup because they knew that in him, he didn't do what people wanted him to do as a starter for very long. So him as a comfortable backup, a lot of people liked that and they, they took chances on him. Uh, unfortunately, he never really got to see a whole lot of action in the back half of whatever. Uh, in fact, is he even still on a roster today? I no, can't, no, he's doing college football. <laughs> I was he's like, I don't think football. he's even in the league anymore. I didn't hear anything about Robert Griffin uh, at, at all lately. So um, again, but Cam Newton's one of those guys. He's probably still got a lot left to give. Um and, and he could make some team happy. But again, Mac Jones was just that guy, right? I mean, we knew right from the start when they drafted him, it was like, well, it was just, there was an expiration date on Cam Newton's time in New England. Uh, I think it just came a lot sooner than, than most people thought. I don't know that anybody really had him going before the season even started uh, off of the team. Uh, but here he is now looking for a job. And you're right. Listen, we as fantasy players love to... Um, get caught up in the emotion of of watching these guys come and go and, and analyze their every move, but uh, they are humans. So we yeah. will caution you when you throw tweets people's way that they are human beings, you know? I, and I love the smaller leagues. I've, I've gone on record saying I love the smaller leagues because I, I think I... I relate more with the the guys that are struggling to make it on rosters and like, you know, I've, I've followed a lot of these guys along their careers and when they get cut, it's not fun. Like this is not, 
you know, people talk about it as, as news, but it's their lives. And, and I try to be very cautious in my uh, approach to talking about these guys when they get cut. So uh, good looking out on that one, Terrell. Yeah, no, it's, and I mean, it's always, you know, a lot of it's fun and games. Like, you know, I make jokes all the time that a lot of these guys are going to go back to bagging groceries. And I mean, do I really think they're going to go bag groceries? No, but uh, you know, it gets to the point where a lot of people take it a little bit too far. And it's like, Hey, like, you know, I know these guys, like I'm personal friends with a lot of these guys. Yeah. Like, there's still people too. They're looking for their next opportunity to put food on the table. So, yep. Uh, but yeah, going back to fantasy, um, I think Damian Harris is just won the lottery. <laughs> uh, so I have, I have Damian Harris in my dynasty league and I was looking for another running back all season. He was on my bench and I just didn't feel comfortable where I was at. I was starting Miles Sanders, didn't feel comfortable starting Miles Sanders and was looking to make a trade all off season. I just couldn't find a partner. Now I feel good. Like I feel good going in and starting Damian Harris. He is just so productive when he gets the ball. He's so efficient. And now the one thing that made Damian Harris go from being late end of the round and gun drafts ought to a guy that should probably be getting looks in the fourth, fifth, sixth round is the touchdowns. And now he has that opportunity because Mac Jones isn't running in and vulturing touchdowns all season for him. So now he is the guy. He is the guy. There's no Sonny Michelle there. You got Ramon J. Stevenson, who was a little bit bigger of a guy. That's a little bit concerning, but, and it is normally a running back by committee, but that's his role. The goal line work should be his role and so Damian Harris might finish the year as a top 15 top 20 running back and for where a lot of people have gotten him already that's amazing yeah it's incredible how all of a sudden Damian Harris like you said just goes from this guy where everyone's like I don't know because you know Cam's gonna steal a lot of carries to now holy cow we're talking top top 12 RB1 right easily and it's just one of those situations where one one guy changes the entire look of the offense and look this is why this is why guys this is why drafting too far ahead of of the preseason being over especially in just casual redraft leagues right this is why you wait because situations like this come up and everybody that just participated in national draft weekend last weekend is wishing they would have waited at least one more week because I know that person that grabbed Cam Newton as their one quarterback is thinking to themselves, what did I do? Because I did not grab a second quarterback. Waiver wire time it is. Uh, hopefully Jimmy Garoppolo is still out there on the waiver wire for you to grab because he's definitely starting week one. Um, but, you know, that's the thing. It, it's just a matter of you've got to figure out uh, when the best time to draft is. And I always caution drafting uh, very, very late because of this very situation. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to cue this up. I've never done this live, but I'm going to cue this up live this time because time for Rod's risers. My riser this week, uh, unfortunately, uh, another situation for injury, J.K. Dobbins goes down for the season and it's all aboard the Gus bus again like I said this is a triple option uh, offense out there in Baltimore and now they've lost one of their their keys to that but look Gus Edwards he is going to feast I think this season uh, because he's going to get a little more of the work uh, because of, of course, with JK Dobbins gone now, it's just Gus Edwards. And look, the guy had what? 723 yards last season, 144 carries. Do you think that this is a thousand yard season for Gus Edwards? 
Am I wrong in, in assuming that that could happen now? Oh, if he's a if he's healthy, it's absolutely a thousand yard season for Gus Edwards. Gus, Gus Edwards might be if you draft it early, one of the steals of the entire draft. If he stays healthy for the whole season, this is a guy that they pay you. We forget that he paid him in the off season. Like he got a bag in the off season. This is somebody that they wanted to commit to the team, even though they had J.K. Dobbins. They wanted him as that second back. They felt comfortable if anything happened to J.K. Dobbins that they still had Gus Edwards there. And you know, here it is. This is his opportunity to shine. And we've seen this from him before. This isn't something foreign where we're like, oh, well, we don't know what we can do. No, he's ran that system. We know he knows how to do it. So Gus Edwards is absolutely somebody that should definitely be a riser. But I would, you know, think that you should add the guys behind him as a riser, too. We may not know exactly who it is just yet, but Justice Hill and Tyshawn Williams are two backs that they love. They love those guys. Everybody's been talking about, are they going to bring in a Todd Gurley or something like that, get some more depth in that running back room? And, and no, they already worked out Todd Gurley earlier this offseason and didn't sign him. So they obviously don't want him. That's not what they're interested in. They feel comfortable with these two guys. Now, I feel like they will go out and get somebody just for some more depth for running backs. It's typically what you would like to have on a roster, maybe a couple more on the practice squad or deeper down in your depth chart. But uh, I went and I nabbed Justice Hill and Tyshawn Williams in my dynasty league just to, you know, um, just to see, like, who is going to be the one that's going to emerge out and get that second role. Because if anything were to happen to J.K. Dobbins or he gets nicked up a little bit through the season, we know running back is such a volatile position. One of these guys could become a league winner. Yeah, I mean, I know I've got to update my rankings, uh, but I definitely know that everybody has got him somewhere in that top 25 range. Uh, Kramer actually still has him at 29. We're talking about Gus Edwards. Uh, the highest, I think, right now is 19, and that is uh, Dan Titus has got him at 19. So um, with a little, minute, little bit of mixed bag on, on Gus Edwards on where he falls in this, but I think I'd be safe to put him in that top 15. I'm okay with putting him above guys like, uh, heck man, I'd probably get laughed at for saying it, but guys like uh, even Ezekiel Elliott. I'm sorry, but I'll put him over Ezekiel Elliott. Maybe that maybe that's a little too high, but I just know that <laughs> I just know that Gus is in a run first offense, right? That that's where Ross I seen how I looked at him. Ross seen how I looked at him was like, nah, no, I'm not with you on there, Chief. You you felt it too much on that one. But no, I get what you're saying, 100. percent So Gus Edwards, what Gus Edwards is going to do this season is what everybody is expecting of Daryl Henderson. This is like the hype that Daryl Henderson got when Cam Akers went down, and Gus Edwards has legit top 15 hype like legit top 15 hype and we know that he's somebody that they liked in offense they had him before justin um jk dobbins like so this is this is a guy that they feel comfortable shouldering the load he can do it this is one of those guys so i would i would reach for just for gus edwards if you want him. he's not falling in drafts anymore and this is going to be somebody that you're going to have to go out and get and just knowing the um the offense that uh the the offense that the Ravens, there we go. I don't know why I couldn't get that out, but the Ravens, the run, no, because I was, so when I talk about the Ravens offense, and that's why I stuttered, because I have to talk about Greg Roman. I absolutely detest Greg Roman and the um, nursery rhyme offense that he runs. And so it's 
so easy to figure it out. It's so hard to talk about it. But when we talk about Greg Roman's system and what he wants to do, he wants to run the football and he's going to do a bunch of those option plays. And it's going to be Lamar. It's going to be Gus Edwards, majority of the game. And it's going to be one of these other, you know, whether it's Williams or whether it's Hill, it's going to be one of those other backs as well. So there's fantasy value to be had. And I would go get it. Yep. No, I, I 100% agree. And if you already, like you said, drafted Gus Edwards in the back half of any draft, be it best ball, be it guillotine, be it whatever, uh, you literally just got yourself an RB1 uh, in there because I, I'm definitely putting him in the mix of that. So, um, all right. That was that was Rod's Risers live. I love it. So, uh, all right. So, listen, I think that's about it. I think we've done a good job of addressing everything. Uh, we talked about the guillotine league. Please, listen. For anybody out there that really is sort of losing interest in fantasy football the way that you're playing it, switch things up, right? I mean, we've got a lot of opportunities. To join our Slack channel, our fantasy football Slack channel now, uh, SGPN fantasy football Slack channel. There's a lot of people in it talking about a lot of different things and introducing a lot of new avenues. Uh, again, this guillotine league being one of them. Shout out to Cody Zeeb, uh, shout out to Boston Capper, all these guys that are in this league uh, that are all part of that Slack channel as well. Uh, a lot of great conversation all season long. Uh, of course, make sure you download the app because we've got a lot of the good stuff going on in there too. You get all of our picks, all of our stuff. Um, and you know, a lot of great stuff going on uh, tally, tally wise. That's the um, new thing that we got going on. What a great, uh, great thing we got going on there too. So, uh, I'm oh, sorry, tally, tally site, tally, tally, site. Site. tally swat, tally wise, <laughs> pick wise. Tally. I'm sorry, tally. <laughs> I'm sorry, tally site. We got, you know, so many good sponsors going on that, uh, yeah. So, uh, tally site, that's another thing. Keep up with all of our picks. Um, but yeah, a lot of great stuff going on and the SGPN now as we ramp up for fantasy football season. So Terrell, let everybody know where they can find you and keep up with all of your work and, uh, all that great stuff. Well, you know, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at really real underscore underscore. And I am on the www.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You can find all my articles, you can find podcasts, everything, download the SGPN app, join into the Slack channel, SGPN slash Slack and get in there and talk to me. I'm dropping parlays all college football season. Uh, we're going to hit one. We're going to hit one. I actually did hit a 32 to one parlay this weekend, but I gave the wrong parlay out in the channel. So uh, sorry for that. I cashed one. I didn't get it to the channel, but look, I cashed it. Best believe I'm going to get us a winner this season. We are going to cash out. I promise you it might even be this weekend. So catch me on the college football experience where I'm talking and I'm picking games with them all season. Can't wait. Yo, Rod, you keep doing your thing for real. I will. I will. As long as they keep wanting me to keep doing this, I'm going to keep doing it. So, uh, <laughs> all right, for Terrell, for everybody here at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, I'm Rod Gomez. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find the show everywhere where you find your favorite podcasts and more importantly on the SGP and app. We're back Thursday with more. I think we've got a draft going on. We're going to have some fun drafting uh, live on the show. So uh, stick around for that. You don't want to miss it, especially now with everything going on. Great news and uh, stuff to, to take with you. So, all right, everybody, thanks for listening. And of course, as football season continues to get closer, check the SGPN website for all of our picks and all of our rankings and uh, all the good stuff. So, all right, folks, fantasy football season kicking off. So much fun. Can't wait. <laughs> thanks for listening and let it ride.